Hello and welcome to Potlucky, a Weed Sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host in Weed Sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for nine years and I am located in southern Maine, where it is legal medically and recreationally. I am joined today by Mike, the founder of the Maine Canagar Company. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey Liz, how are you? Uh, doing well. I've been trying to get you on the show for a while. I saw you i believe oh my gosh like a community campfire event or like the community bonfire that um independent diamond brokers down at Demillo's on the boat yes i know we met there but i feel like i've also um or maybe you weren't there at that event and someone gave me your card needless to say i have accomplished a goal just by having you you know speak speak words on this podcast uh so welcome well thanks um, for having me yeah how long have you been a weed consumer and do you have any weedy credentials you'd like to share Sure. Um, so weed consumer for a little over 21 years and my uh, weed credentials, I guess I have 20 plus years experience uh, rolling flour. Yeah. You know what? That counts as experience. Um, <laughs> the only thing I have 20 years experience in. So when you mean rolling flour, do you want to describe a little bit more about, uh, you know, what the main Canada company does? Sure. So we, you know, set out to, uh, you know, kind of be the biggest and best in everything rolled cannabis, whether that's a joint, a blunt, or, you know, our flagship product, which is a canagar, which is a little different than both of them. Um, canagars are formed in a 3D printed mold and have, you know, a unique airflow, uh, which is central down uh, through the entire roll. Again, different than a joint or a blunt. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, our main product line there wow and you know what i did notice the airflow is exceptional i i've tried a canagar before we'll talk about this more later but um i i appreciate the thought that goes into it because with the final product you can tell there was like this was made with intention and a goal in mind and you guys gosh darn it you succeeded oh, well thank you so much we love to hear that oh well i'm glad to say it uh, would you like to know about, actually, I'm going to, would you like to tell people about this week's weed product, Mike? Uh, sure thing. Uh, so we're talking about a donut pro roll. Um, again, our, you know, version uh, pro roll is kind of a play on the word pre-roll. All of our pro rolls are, you know, uh, the best sort of joint that we can put together. And the donut pro roll that we're discussing today consists of two grams of broken up flour Um with a half of a gram of either hash rosin or concentrate right down the middle. Uh, products are finished with a wooden uh, organa tip uh, and wrapped in a uh, raw paper. Very cool. I, oh man, I wish you guys had like a display or something that I could, um, I'll use as a visual aid um, for my questions, but you know what? I've, I'll see, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find a can of gar um, in my bag at some event, I'm sure. Um, all right. Would you like to talk about the munchie moment for this week? What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? So uh, very ironically, um, we've been eating a ton of ice cream and I've been, I've been hooked on these uh, blue bunny bunny tracks ice cream bars oh my gosh bunny tracks like we had moose tracks i uh, that's a that's a oh my gosh i feel like that dude from star wars is like oh, i haven't heard that name in years 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's something I remember from my childhood. Is that with like the the chocolate with like caramel on the inside? Yeah, so it's it's got uh you know fudge swirl vanilla ice cream with um a bunch of like I think it's like chocolate covered caramel bites um, mm-hmm. thrown in there too, in addition to some other caramel and fudge swirl. You know, that's exactly my type of ice cream. I need, you know, something a little bit more complicated than just, you know, like soft serve. I like there to be crunch and texture um, and a mouth-destroying amount of chocolate at some points. You know, like the ribbon. You like a busy bowl. A busy bowl. That's a good one. I'll have to I'll have to write that down later. Um, you know, that could be a weed term. I could I could figure out how to work weed into that. Um, my recommended bunch for this week is unsliced old fashioned white bread. Um, I, I've fully transformed into a grand person. I got into bed at 10 o'clock last night. Maybe, maybe older people go to bed earlier than that. It was early for me. Anyway, I, I, I saw it at, I was looking for bread to do stuffing with. Um, instead of doing sourdough, I was like, okay, I'll just fucking rip apart this, this loaf of bread. And like, the bread was really good, like better than, you know, pre-sliced bread. Um, and like, you know what, it's only like two seconds to slice your own and you can make it as thick as you want. Um, so kudos, unsliced bread. What, what a (laughs) sincere invention. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you. Is there any other munch you wanted to shout out? Oh, not today. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to, my runner up is Mandarin oranges. I, I have problems going up and down stairs, so I have to like strategically put, you know, snacks in my room, and I was uh, disappointed I had to go downstairs to get food, and while I was getting up, I felt an orange in my sweatpants, and I went, oh yes, this, this is a boon, um, I didn't even have to go downstairs, so, uh, secret pocket oranges, that's my, that's my, uh, lunch recommendation for the week. <laughs> Alrighty, Mike, are you ready to do some weed? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. We are back. Mike here has a weed word that he would like to share with us. If you have a word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. Only one person has done it so far, and we were dating at the time. Um, so I'm not saying that that doesn't count, but, you know, there was uh, there were outside forces involved in that one. So, yeah. Um, take it away, Mike. Uh, all right. So uh, when you asked me about a weed word, um, the, the first phrase that kind of popped into my mind was big smoke. And... The reason I like that word or two words is when we were first getting going and we were trying to figure out, you know, how we were going to stand apart from other companies, specifically in the pre-roll market, um, that's where we kind of uh, focused our um, energy, I guess. So, you know, we were sick and tired of having these kind of flimsy one gram pre-rolls and we really wanted to come out with something that, you know, was big, felt like a cigar, you know, when you smoked it. And we kind of focused, like I said, focused our energy on trying to come out with everything that had a little bit of big smoke energy in it. So again, when you ask me about a weed phrase or a weed word, big smoke is what came to mind. Okay, Michael, now you have to use it in a sentence. Uh, I don't want that weak one gram pre-roll. I want to smoke main canagar, big smoke. I'd like to think that sentence was punctuated by a big cough at the end in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> ideally yeah 
Um, excellent. Thank you for the weed word. Um, <laughs> I we you said something that gave me a colorful idea. So my honorary weed word is busy bowl. Um, you know, we were talking about ice cream earlier. However, I think this could work with like a like a stone soup style bowl where everyone just has a little bit of their own flour and you can see like the nuances and color and whatnot. Um, well, and that's a that's a busy bowl. What about like, did you ever smoke like party bowls growing up? And specifically, like I remember being in college and like if you could have the biggest bowl head, that was like cool, right? Because you mm -hmm. could pack up this huge bowl and busy bowl makes me think of like you know someone's got x weed someone's got y weed mix that together someone's got a little bit of keef someone's got a little bit of bubble mm -hmm. hash and someone's got you know concentrate or melt or whatever it mm -hmm. is everyone throwing that together one dude contributes a leaf yeah exactly exactly mm -hmm. like everyone has a little piece mm -hmm. and they throw it all together and then you have a busy bowl yeah, I agree. That also, like, you you said it, uh, like, the way you said it was a little different from the way I said it, and, like, uh, your pronunciation, okay, I did, this is, this is after the smoke break gang, in case you can't tell, um, <laughs> but I, I was gonna say something, um, oh, in my head, like, a busy bowl, that's a room, that's a bowl that's traveling around the room, man, like, that bowl is busy, it's getting packed and unpacked and ripped out of, I yes, like I think I it's like a verb a and an adjective. For sure. But like if you ever used to like when we used to go to concerts like one person would be able to smoke their pipe in and that <laughs> pipe was busy yep yeah I it's like, like uh when when no one has a phone charger and you have one and uh people are like in line jockeying for the spot yeah that's a good way to put it mm. all right um i think i'm gonna do it this way i'm gonna tell you my thoughts on this and then you can tell me uh if my guesses are correct but you did you did answer something earlier. One thing that I was um I couldn't remember it until I put it in my mouth. But um you guys like, there's a different mouthpiece on this one than what I'm used to. Like the last one I smoked was a canagar, um, which had a wooden mouthpiece, but this one it felt more like a cardboard consistency on the outside. Um and I, I think it helped with airflow. Um so they're actually they're the flute style tip which comes on the canagars mm -hmm. um that's gonna tip like it, it has that little taper on it which gives mm -hmm. your lips like a nice little you know holding spot mm -hmm. where and it's gonna typically be a, a smaller gauge than the donut which you have there which is about a half an inch uh in diameter um and those are actually made out of the same material it's a little bit you know thicker piece of wood on that larger gauge roll um and i totally know what you mean about having the cardboard texture to it um, it it does feel a little softer than than regular wood once we wrap that paper all the way around to get that kind of seamless tuck mm -hmm. uh, so again same same producer um but you're right the the feeling is just a little bit different on the two tips yeah thank you for clarifying I, oh man, I appreciate this, this dude's little belt. It's stylish. It's got a big buckle. Mm. Um, that main Kanagar logo, I will say is kind of iconic now. I recognize it immediately when I see it. Um, like the, maybe not the color combo, but like the shape and the lettering. I'm like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Um, Love to hear that. And you know who loves to hear that even more? Person is... who designed it? 
Yeah, uh, Vivid Studios, uh, Hallie did such an awesome job. Uh, she's helped us with all of our labels, uh, all of our branding. Um, again, is, like really, she's the one who's uh, put in the work behind that logo. Is she um, associated with the Women's Cannabis Connection? She Maybe. is. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, I guess I found my next guest. Haley, <laughs> if you're listening, I have a spot for you. I'm not going to keep it warm, but I will. I will keep a a joint available. Or you know what? You can. We, you can. We'll talk about this later. I think. Um, I, I think she'll be a great guest in the future. Very cool. Um, t- tag Haley and tell her to do this. Um, anyway, move moving forward with my thoughts. I. Oh man! So when I when I got this, my first thought was, oh, this is like, gorilla finger came to mind. Like it was bigger <laughs> than my finger is round. Um. And like it was, it felt very impressive to hold, like, um, like like a Tootsie Roll, like that kind of density and length. Nothing uh, flimsy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it's a two grams strawberry lemonade and 0.5 grams blue nana. That sounded really refreshing when I was reading that. I'm like, I wish I had that in like a a beverage. Um, Honestly, a lot of what we do and a lot of what we did in the beginning, like um was really centered around these you know food combinations um they're they're kind of easy right like cherry lemonade Mm -hmm. strawberry lemonade like these are easy flavors to put together um really really been you know one of the the most you know enjoyable parts of doing what we do is is kind of playing around with some of the mixology that goes into making these rolls and again where we were very much like focused on food, we've been able to branch out a little bit. Although as soon as you're getting outside of those kind of easy combinations, um, the combos become a little bit more complex. Uh, Can you name one? Um, uh, And so when you say like strawberry lemonade, is that the strain? Yes. So strawberry lemonade uh, is the flower that you have in that roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would be infused with a half of a gram of the blue nano live rosin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. So why, why put it through the, okay. That was one of my questions I was going to ask you later, but why put rosin through the middle as opposed to like integrating it throughout? So uh, the, the real reason is, is to achieve an even burn. So if we had kind of like piecemealed that together through the joint, uh, you would end up with these, you know, pockets of kind of resistance that wouldn't burn at the same rate as the rest of the joint. Um, It would create, you know, a pooling effect that would lead to the joint just not burning as evenly as we want. With that, you know, the, the concentrate of the hash running right down the middle, we're able to really control where that hash melts and where it soaks into uh, which again uh, allows us to have a much more controlled and even burn in that role much appreciated i have a habit uh of mangling joints i oh my goodness it's it's just silly how often i just break um not breaking joints but like i i bend it or i squish it um, and this, I didn't, didn't manage to canoe. Like it got pretty close, but it like, you know, with the size of this thing, it's much easier to correct, like, you know, cause the, like, a you can see the line a little better and, you know, a, a regular, you know, joint, once that starts canoeing, you may as well, like, 
in my opinion, put it out and start putting it in a bowl, you know, after, a, you know, I've seen some pretty, pretty long canoes. Mm. Um, but uh, so I, I mostly, I don't smoke many pre-rolls. I dump them out into and smoke them as bowls instead. Um, but this, this is something I found I could come back to, which is not what I expected. Because if I, I, if I put like a regular joint out, you know, two or three times, that's going to look like something that should be, I don't know, in the bottom of your shoe. Um, <laughs> but this bad Larry right here, I, I had a pretty easy time snuffing it out. Um, I don't know if I, this might be the most obvious thing in the world but have you tried like for snuffing one of these out like opening the container and then dropping it in like mouthpiece first and then like closing the lid to to like snuff it have you considered that option sure so you know i think that that would work a little better with the smaller rolls that we produce in glass containers i would just be a little worried about you uh doing that in the larger container that the pro roll donuts come in just because I would worry a little bit about, you know, uh, melting and, and I'm just not exactly sure, you know. I appreciate your concern and that's something I'll think about in the future. I'm sure that the way that you did it, you're not running into problems, but I would just be worried about telling other people to go about it just in mm -hmm. case they didn't do it in a, you know, uh, careful manner the way that you did, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I'm coming from a position of privilege me holding free weed um <laughs> but i i think also this this packaging really works for me um not only does it have um oh my gosh it has like a little window on the side i don't know what else to call it but a strip where the packaging isn't um and you could have made packaging that you know goes all the way around and has a clear window but that's unnecessary um like seeing one of these test tubes like naked you can really see the joint and when you have to put like packaging and words on it you could try hiding it all in one spot to really show off the product but you guys have like a a very effective method in my opinion of displaying the goods um i also really oh sorry hold on a second i also really enjoyed um that you guys had cultivated by dialed in farms and washed by green truck i think uh, that kind of attribution is pretty cool yeah, th thank you so much. We really appreciate hearing that. And I know uh, Haley appreciates hearing that too. Um, when we were first, when when Haley, excuse me, was first designing our packaging, um, that was one of the big things that we wanted to make sure we did. Like we were really proud of the way that our product looked in the tube. Mm -hmm. uh, back when we were just strictly rolling uh, can of sticks and, and rose sticks, we really wanted to show off, you know, what was inside. Um, and that's where she came up with that kind of cutaway clear label um it's a, a die cut window uh, but it does a great job of of showcasing the product inside uh, as well as you know still remaining uh full of art on the outside as well you know this reminds me of when i was younger we had a toothpaste that on the side once you got down to a certain point you could see on the inside of the packaging running on empty buy more now and i that phrase is stuck in my head for a while and just how cool that is um and it's also come into play here because the way i put it in the container it looks like it's a like a reverse loading bar like i can look over and see how much like life i have left in a video game um you know there's there's a lot of life left in this thing i think i will probably get maybe two or three more hits out of this and i still have maybe three inches to go um really cool i uh 
I will say, um, in the process of trying to light it, I I have a cat. I have two cats. Um, anyway, I don't want to blow smoke in their faces, so I generally try to blow it outside or just have, make sure they're not in the room. So I went to my bathroom um, so I could kick the cats out more easily, um, and I was trying to light it and making sure that it was like a nice even burn. Um, and uh, I accidentally hotboxed my bathroom. I did not realize how much smoke I had made until I looked up. I'm like, oh, it's cloudy in here. That's weird. Um, oh, what else was I going to say? Um, thank you. It's that, it's that big smoke coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, like, kind of, like, I, I kind of ironically, these, uh, these roles conserve product pretty well. Um, just like what you said with that you know, two grams of flour and a half a gram of concentrate, which is a decent amount. How many times do you think you're you're going to relight that even if you're just, you know, smoking normally? I mean, in total, like until the thing is done, like if I'm uh, this, I was going to bring up, this is like a a party kind of social, um, you know, mm. the, the object, in my opinion, like this is something that could easily make a couple laps around a barbecue. You kidding me? Like, People yeah. will be commenting, man, this thing's still going, um, which is what happened when we, we this may have been with a can of gar, but uh, yeah, we were all very impressed. Um, all, but I, 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 too, it, 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 just, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said there, the, the, one of the things that we've been so happy to hear from um, clients, especially people that, again, are, are stretching flour and concentrate, um, some people are relighting those can of gars like seven or eight times. Um, decent way to stretch that much product again i agree um now i this kind of container is kind of common um so i looked at the top of the cap and i noticed there wasn't like a or a red contains thc triangle i feel like i've seen uh maybe new horizons has that was that a choice that you guys made i see it elsewhere on the label um yeah but yeah, it's kind it, of in pastels which is harder to harder to notice yeah uh, uh the um our inspector from um the ocp uh, commented on that as well but he said that uh, it works because we're supposed to be in red and black um, mm -hmm. he said it was all right with uh, with how we were displaying it but um yeah you know i i think that i think that the majority of these are being resold in sealed bags that have those uh, icons on them too Mm -hmm. traditionally the majority of our clients i believe that's how they're going out yeah and if you're handling a product like this you're probably gonna know that there's like weed in here there's you know it says flour it's pretty it's it's pretty it is pretty yep i'm gonna end it there it's nice <laughs> to look at um you know what this is i think is the most time i've spent smollying something so hey thank you for coming on the show and helping me bake like you know my record um <laughs> no let's problem. get Let's get on to the parts about you, Mike. Uh, what was your first experience with weed? Uh, my first experience with weed was uh, rolling a joint using Altoid paper um, <laughs> when I was like 13. Yeah, it was the weed came in an Altoid container that, you know, a buddy had had pinched from his older brother. Um, and we smoked after football practice when we were little kids. Um, and again, like the very first time I smoked, I tried to roll the joint, you know what I mean? So that's been like mm -hmm. a big theme <laughs> through, through smoking, through my adolescence. Like I was always 
the person that would kind of pony up and, and roll the joint. Um, we moved pr uh, pr pretty quickly, I think, from from that. I think about it within a year, we got taken on. My mother decided to take my brother and I to Jamaica. Um, and man, this is yeah. some origin story, Mike. So, like, thirteen-year-old Mike can he gets down to Jamaica, and we can buy, you know, ten-dollar quarter ounces right on the beach. Um, you know, was breaking it up in the hotel room. I could buy these two inch Bob Marley rolling papers that I made into a tube using my travel tooth, uh, travel toothbrush container. So like wrapped the paper around this enormous thing and made these just absolute fatty joints. You know, I was going to say you could have used a, a a pen or a pencil, but I think this is a running theme with you, Mike, the bigger, the, the more, the better. Well, again, like I had, I, I went out with X amount of money and came back with all the weed I could with it. And then I had to smoke all that weed and you know what I mean? So it, they had to be big. We had to get through a decent amount. How um, long were you in Jamaica? We were down there for like five days or six days. Okay. I see what you're saying. I thought this was more of like a two week experience, but um, no, yeah, that makes like, more sense. Yeah. We, we had to get through what we bought, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. uh, the joints needed to be huge. And then just to kind of paint another picture for you. So we, shouldn't say we so so I was able to I couldn't I could, I could buy rolling papers but they wouldn't sell me a lighter because I was under 18 so I was able to find like books of matches being at the hotel mm -hmm. and to smoke these joints I had to watch or you know walk out on the beach so you know 13 year old me standing with you know like a two gram joint trying to light it with matches in the in the beach wind um, we went through a couple books of matches, but we successfully smoked all the joints. You know, after a certain point of unsuccessfully trying to light a match, I just, I'm of the opinion, you should just light the whole fucking book. Like, if it's not staying lit, these matches aren't working, you may as well use all that Tinder at once. Sure. Yes. I... I, I meant to mute myself before I did this, but I relit the uh, stogie and I was going to say, I forgot to say something. When you pull on this, you really do have to like, it's almost a different mouthfeel. It reminds me of like how my embouchure changes between, you know, soprano clarinet, which is like the regular, regular clarinet um, and bass clarinet, which has a wider mouthpiece. Mm. I'm getting, getting band vibes, not because of all the weed I did. <laughs> all right. Do you, oh, sorry, hold on. What does your uh, history of consumption look like? You started at 13. Have you been going on for, you know, the rest yeah. of it? Yeah, we've been, we've been staying strong with it. Um, you know, growing up a, a, a lot of driving around aimlessly uh, in cars, smoking, um, smoked a lot of Beasters just to date myself. And, yeah, Beasters. Uh, I haven't heard that in a hot minute. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely stuck with it. You know, went through the gauntlets, you know, smoked a lot of glass uh, growing up um, before kind of moving over to um, anything rolled. But, you know, definitely, uh, you know, bought a lot of vapes in, in, in high school, went through that. And um, like I said, we were definitely settling on anything rolled. So any joint, spliff, blunt, anything like that. When you were in high school, they had vapes. That's curious. Like, that seemed like when I'm thinking of a, a vape in my head, first I think of like, you know, the the wee vapes that are, you know, it's a disposable cartridge. 
you throw it away when you're done and then there are the big bo- boxy vapes that people had in their pocket that looked like they were ripping from like a cell phone um what kind of what kind, what, was the, what were the vapes like back in the day so um you know they actually like didn't run off a battery they you, you plugged them into an outlet um so way back we had like the wooden box it was a vapor brothers vape i believe and it was like a this long glass pistol that you would put the whip to um so like you had a secondary device that was like a a bowl head on the end of like a pretty long hose like a clear plastic hose um and again you would like touch that the glass bowl to the heating element that was plugged into the wall and uh, inhale off of that um, so those were like the vapor brothers vapes and it pretty quickly came out with a the the, the volcano which was pretty popular for a while there um, what year would this have been like 2002 to 2006 okay all right i was thinking this was more when you were in high school and that would have been like in the 80s and 90s um oh yeah so um did so you I'm was actually, it good was it worth it so i'm actually not that old um i am uh i graduated in 06 to put it in perspective of like college or high school I graduated high school in 06. I graduated in 2015. <laughs> um, so our perspectives are a bit different. There's overlap, certainly, but uh, sure. how were the, were, was it effective? Like, did the weed back then do it? Yeah, but I, I you know, I remember smoking like, uh, you know, I remember smoking all day long. Like, I remember, you know, smoking bowls every half an hour um it was all right you know and and towards the end of high school we'd got dramatically different um that was kind of towards the 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 wave of you know getting your new york uh nyc Mm -hmm. diesels granddaddy perp um sour diesel came out um you know we started to find uh, a decent amount more uh, indoor cannabis rather than just uh uh, canadian beasters Um, what's been the biggest change that you've noticed so far in your many years of consumption? Um, well, you know, it's absolutely insane to think about the change in price and what, you know, a good pound used to get compared to what it gets now, or maybe even, you know, a mediocre pound, what it gets now compared to what it used to get um dramatically dramatically different the the finances of it are are just absolutely crazy when we think about you know growing up selling (laughs) beasters for significantly more than what they go for now Mm -hmm. Um, you know when you talk about including inflation into that it's a pretty pretty wild concept oh on the the topic of money um recently we're doing this in mid-december of 2022 um, there's been a kibosh on debit card and credit card sales and dispensaries. Um, has that affected you folks? You know, I'm sure indirectly our sales are, you know, affected just the same as anyone else's are where, you know, some of those people are, are just not making purchases because that's mm-hmm. their traditional way. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, it's, it's enough to discourage them from going into the shop. So, uh, I'm sure that, you know, uh, indirectly our finances have been have been hit like that but uh we haven't you know noticed anything specifically because we don't 
run, you know, a uh, point of sale kind of operation. Oh, I see. Hmm. But speaking of point of sale, where can people find your uh, your stuff? So um, <laughs> let's see uh, the the long list here. Um, we're we're in about uh, in in between thirty or we're in over thirty storefronts right now, storefronts and delivery companies. Um, the short list, really quick. You can find us in Green Truck, East Coast Cure, Mark's Organics, Medco, Southern Maine Apothecary, Zero Gravity, Elevate, High Road, Mac and Wyndham, Northeast Alliance, Hybrix Maine, and House of Hash. Just to man, name a few. Man, I wish I had counted. I gotta say, you named like seven or eight of them. Let's see. I think we had. I think that was fourteen. So um, oh, just up the half there. Um you did it so fast uh, like man that's 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 being prepared <laughs> i might have taken a peek at the uh at, at the outline before and, and jotted a couple of them down you know we, we've all cheated on spelling tests oh sorry you would just that's just preparing like you know you're, you're checking out your notes no one said you had to do this off the dome um <laughs> so after your your uh, uh two decades uh smoking weed do you have a preference for how you consume it Sure. So, you know, being pretty, pretty fitting with our company, anything rolled, we, you know, uh, used to stretch weed using spliffs. We'd put like a half gram in so we could smoke it with a bunch of different people. Um, and that has come, you know, pretty far from, again, stretching a, a, a half gram to, to feed seven of us to being able to, again, you know, have a lot of fun rolling up really, you know, again, big smoke items, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to shout out my friend Lida here. Uh, she gave me a, on the topic of big smoke, she is a, like a pre-roll artist that makes like the containers. It's almost like a, a rolling paper pinata, if you will. Um, and she gave me this lovely box at Nikan that had all, everything I needed to pack it minus the weed. And it also had a sticker on it. So I wouldn't feel too bad about burning that bad Larry. Um, okay. This is me shouting her out and like, what do you think of stuff like that? Um, it's awesome. We we really haven't touched a lot of the creative rolling stuff, um, but, it, you know, really easy to um, appreciate, you know, the people that do it. The <laughs> rolling the joints in an assembly line style is about as artistic as I get. And I love the fact that there's people that are much more artistic than me that are doing a great job with the creative rolling stuff. I believe I know who you're talking about. I think she does a great job. Yes, I... I just love holding that little cloud with a, like a star on its cheek. And I'm like, this is so cute. I don't want to burn this, but it's ugh, very, I was looking at it the other day when I was trying to find, you know, weed I can consume that I'm not saving for the show. Yeah. Um, oh man. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Our time is drawing to a close. You know, I think you asked all the questions that I uh, had answers for. Man, whenever someone asks if uh it's like oh does anyone have any questions i really want to ask ones that are just not related whatsoever to the conversation we're currently having like uh i don't know what do you think happens when we die um but that's kind of a uh, a non sequitur um one time i i don't know if i've told this story before in my um intro to psych class uh hey professor bevins love your paintings um intro to psych class uh he said does anyone have any questions um and uh my friend and i had agreed earlier that like okay we had written we had to write a question down to ask him and i said 
there's a hen, a fox, and a bag of grain. And then I asked him, are you familiar with that riddle? No, I'm not. Oh my gosh. Um, so it's a, a hen, a bag of grain, and a fox. Um, and so you have a boat and you got to get them across the river. Um, so, but you can only carry one at a time. So how would you do it? You know, and then he was like trying to figure it out. And then the bell, oh, not the bell ring, but like, you know, class was over. Um, he said, I'll tell you, I'll tell you Thursday. And he did. He figured it out. So what's the answer? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how, that's not how riddles work. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so how, how would you, how would you go about doing it? You got to get everything to the other side of the river. If you leave the fox alone with the hen, it'll eat the hen. If you leave the hen alone with the green, it'll go buck wild. So, huh? Yeah. See, it's a thinker. Um, and you can only bring one at a time. Yeah. For you know, that's a that's a wild rule. In what world could you be able to safely convey? Not only a chicken, but also a bag of grain and a fox in like a similar sized vessel or container, but not all at once for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't the answer that you bring the grain first and then you bring the fox and then you bring the chicken? No, 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 no. If you bring the grain first, the fox eats the hen. Ah, right, because then there, yeah. We've completely lost the topic about weed. Um, but I guess that's what happens when you ask questions that aren't related to, uh, you know, the topic. I've learned my lesson. No, I haven't. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, where would you like people to find you? Um, so we we did the the list of um Oh, I meant like online. Ah, so sorry. Yes. <laughs> so uh we are, you know, on Instagram at the main canagar. Um, you can also find our backup white label mic. Um, we also have uh, a .com, the main Canagar, that's got a little bit more uh, information on our line of products and how to reach us. All right, groovy, Mike. That is all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is The Irish Washerwoman, as arranged by Maylee Charles. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on Anchor.fm. I will be here next week. Unfortunately, Mike will uh, be probably handling something fucking huge. Um, <laughs> be it like a like a huge canagar or a huge pre-roll. Um, but Mike is going to be elsewhere, so we're going to say goodbye together. Goodbye! See ya! See ya!